Thank you for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. Our mission is to create space for all people to experience the compassionate love of the Father and to discover the calling He has for their life. Please enjoy the message today, recorded live inside the Wilson Performing Arts Auditorium at Platte County High School in Platte City, Missouri. So the last few weeks we've been talking about the things that people must know about. They must know about joy and, and hope and peace and love and this gift that we celebrate at Christmas time. They must know. But here are a few things that, that I know about this time of year that, uh, that makes it, for one, the most wonderful time of the year, which we love this, this season. Uh, there's... I see people all around. It seems like people are a little bit uh, nicer. I don't know. Maybe there's a little bit more love in the air, uh, except for the person who stole my, our, uh, our Christmas sign at the corner of 136th and Running Horse Road. Someone stole our church's Christmas Eve sign. So we're praying for that person today because they are the one person that knows exactly when the Christmas Eve service is tomorrow. They know it's at 5 o'clock because they're reminded every time they look at the sign they stole. So we just we love that person, whoever they are. <laughs> Maybe they'll show up tomorrow night. But there are some, also some times or some things we need to know about this time of year that maybe don't make it the most wonderful time of the year. And let's just, let's just be honest about that. You know, I love the music. There's songs and it talks about there'll be much mistletoeing. But you know, for some there won't be any mistletoeing. Maybe because of the end of a marriage or a relationship or maybe things aren't well in your current marriage or relationship, and, 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 the, and the season highlights that this time of year. There's a song that talks about, and hearts might not be glowing, or, or hearts will be glowing um, when loved ones are near. Well, reality is because this year maybe loved ones are far away, and your hearts are not aglow. Or maybe the fact is your loved ones are too near, <laughs> and that could be an issue for some uh, and I always say, you might be that loved one. I don't know. Maybe there's some issues because there's some stuff going on in your family. The line in one song says, tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. While many adults will not rest because they are consumed with thoughts like this. Did I get the right gift? Is it going to be the right size? Will they like it? Will they want to take it back? Will it get re-gifted Will it become part of a white elephant gift at somebody's Christmas party? Maybe they're afraid that they're not going to be able to pay for the things that they purchased. Maybe we went a little bit overboard this year. And so just the reality is, is those things maybe would cause this time of year to be um, stressful. Or maybe there's some anxiety that comes along with this time of year. And so... If that's you, I hope that you're, you'll be able to lay down some of that uh, today as you experience this incredible story of God's love. So here are a few things you might not have known about the Christmas story. We're going to talk about some things you should know, obviously, about the Christmas story. But here's some things you might not have known. Do you know that Jesus wasn't born on December 25th? <gasps> what? My whole childhood... <laughs> My whole life has been <laughs> removed before my eyes. No, the, the fact is, is 
the exact date of Jesus' birth, we don't know that for sure, but I'm, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't on December 25th based on some of the stuff that we, we know. Jesus wasn't born in a stable with all the animals. <gasps> what? Surely, we, all the nativity scenes, all the stories that we've heard, we sing about it, right? The cattle are lowing, you know, that, all those things that go along with that. But you know, there were probably animals close by, my guess, based on what I know. But think about this. Joseph was coming back to his hometown, his place of, his place of um, where all his family was, and he was going there to register in the census that was given. And Joseph went there, and you, you can't imagine that when Joseph got there, all of his family were like, nope, sorry, we don't have any place for you. Sorry. Cousin Eddie rolled into town just before you, and uh, he, he took the last room, so... I don't know what to tell you. I mean, there's always the stable with the animals. You could go outside and sleep with them. Not in that culture. The hospitality was so much better than it is even in the culture you live in today that they would have not allowed that to happen. My guess is it would have been more like they would have said, look, the, the inn, the room for, or the, or the word for inn is cataluma, which it's, it it's means... Um, like a, a guest room set aside for, for people who are traveling to come in and stay. And they would say, you know what, someone's already taken that space. Like we have a guest room in our house, and we tell our children, it's a guest room. People come and stay and then leave, okay? It's not your room. It's a guest room <laughs> for a purpose. <laughs> and so it would have been like that. You would have came and the guest room would have been full. So they said, well, um, the guest room's full, but you could just sleep in the living room. You could sleep on the couch or you could lay there. On the floor, and in the main living part of a house in that in that day would have had like a trough dug into the into the earth. It would have been um, down into the ground where there would have been hay for the animals, because the animals would have been taken inside at night, and they would let the animals out to feed maybe during the day. And so Mary and Joseph, I want you to imagine them surrounded by people who loved them and cared for them. It wasn't like they were isolated all by themselves in the world. Like they were people who loved them. You know what? It's a beautiful picture of what the church is supposed to be like. You know, like you're not alone. Like you have people who are there with you, there to witness this incredible, like this incredible birth that we celebrate today. I don't know if that reshapes the way you think about the Christmas story or not, but I think that's something important to know. Also, as far as the timeline goes, the wise men weren't there at the birth. They came later, and they did bring gifts, but they weren't there at that particular time. So you might want to you know, readjust your nativity set and bring them in later. There wasn't a little drummer boy there either. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, some of you are frustrated by that. but I mean, there could have been, but there wasn't anything in the story about that. People do not need to know all of the historically accurate details in the birth narrative in order to experience this gift of God's love, right? I hope that's true. But people must know that the fact that Mary was engaged to Joseph was no accident. For Joseph was from the line of David, and it was set up to be just that way. People must know that Mary had to be a virgin, she, conceived, she was conceived by the Holy Spirit in order for Jesus to be a sinless, spotless lamb born into the world to become a sacrifice for you and me. People must know that it's necessary for Jesus to be born of flesh. Like Jesus had to come with skin on. He was God in the flesh 
and he dwelt among us. He had to have blood in his veins in order for him to be a sacrifice poured out for you and me. Hebrews 9.22 says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So this sacrifice had to have blood. Jesus had to be a human being. And he was born just like any other human being. Speaking of that, we have, there's a gentleman in our church and family, Steve and Cherie Bonar, and they have their first grandbaby today. And they showed us pictures of this baby. Yeah, amen. They're not here, but we're clapping for you, Steve and Cherie and Lauren. <laughs> you know, this beautiful baby little baby girl named Maeve. Maeve Ellen, I believe. They'll call her Maeve. Beautiful, beautiful thing. People must know about the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God in this story. Jesus, equal to God in heaven, co-creator of the universe, decides to leave all of that behind, come to earth and be born into a very humble circumstance, become the most vulnerable thing you could possibly be on earth. May needs her mommy and her parents and her, her, the people in her world. She needs them to care for her. She can't do it on her own. And Jesus comes to be born into this place just like that. The prophet Isaiah spoke about it in in Isaiah, where he says that for unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given. So think about those two phrases. A child is born, a son is given. Those two things had to happen in order for this Christmas story to end victoriously at the cross and at the resurrection. So you, we, we, they read it earlier, but look at, in your Bible to John Chapter 3, verse 16. It's kind of a no-brainer passage of Scripture when it comes to talking about love. But I want to know, does the phrase, for unto us a son is given, does it have a, a different impact on you when you read John 3, 16 again this time of year? When you think about the reality that the prophet Isaiah foretold of this child that would come and a son that would be given because of love and because of the fact that we needed someone to take our place to be a sacrifice for you and me. So a son was given out of love to redeem mankind from itself, <laughs> to, get, to, to, to solve this, this sin problem that we all have, and, and this is what God did for us. It says in John chapter 3, I'll even start at verse 14. It says, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God loved the world in this way. So this is the way he demonstrated his love for us. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And anyone who believes in him is not condemned because anyone who does not believe is already dim because he has not believed in the name of the one and only son of God. It's because of love. We're all on the not so nice list. <laughs> Born into this world, born different than Jesus. 
born into this flesh, subject to death because of this curse that was on mankind. And the wages of this sin is death. Now, you thought a lump of coal was a bad idea. (laughs) Or you maybe thought those socks that your grandmother knit, nice gift, nice thought, don't really fit, don't stay together very well. You you think those were bad gifts. This, This wage of sin is death. But then God, I love this this thought, but God who is rich in mercy and because of his great love for us, he gave the first gift to all mankind. He gave his one and only son. And the good news is, is that gift brings us eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So here's the deal. I want to ask you this question this morning. Has this gift become old news? To you. Same old gift every Christmas. We know what you're going to get socks and underwear. You know what you're going to get. Same old gift every Christmas. You know, you pick it up and you shake it. Sounds about the same. Same, same story as last Christmas. Same thing. You already know what it's going to be, eternal life again, freedom from sin and shame, blah, 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 bah humbug. I know there's some extra stuff that goes in, you know, spiritual gifts given specifically for you to serve others. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah, but same old gift every year. You would have guessed it. It's the cross. This cross reminds us of his love for us, and it reminds us that we are to love nothing more than Jesus. Do we need to be reminded of that this morning? And that we show him that we love him by by the next gift. Let's see. Oh, yes. This is this one's a little bit different because in this particular gift are the letters Y. you so this next gift is our response back to the first gift that we received and that is to give ourselves to him and so I, I, we spoke about it a little bit last week we talked about how when our priorities are are right when we realize that true life comes when we love nothing more than we love Jesus, when we pick up our own cross and follow him, when we lose our life on behalf of him for his sake, 
That's when we truly find the life we've been looking for under the tree all along. In someone, I got this cross, a, a gentleman made this cross for me. He's gone on to be with the Lord since then. But I wrote on there Matthew 16, 24 through 26. And it's around this passage of scripture that talks about our soul is worth more than the whole world. Like what can a man gain? If he gains the whole world but loses his soul. Is, it, is there anything possible that we could receive worth more than our own soul? Absolutely not. And so our proper response then from what Jesus has done for us through the first gift is then to offer ourselves back to him. And you maybe you're here this morning and you say, yeah, yeah, okay, Brady, I've done that. I've already wrapped up that gift, given it to him years ago. Amen. I'm glad that that's true. But for some of us, you're saying, you know what, I, I haven't really fully bought into all of that. Like, I haven't got there completely. And I would encourage you this Christmas season to get there. To get all the way there. Because it, at that moment is when you finally figure out and finally fully receive his love, his grace, his mercy, and his a revelation of what it is he wants for you in this world. And the, and the blessings that come through knowing him. And the Bible says that we, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, then we will make this passage of Scripture come true. And it says that so everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's when that will come true in your life. When you make that commitment and you give yourself to him. And then the rest of the journey is about figuring out what does it look like to, to lay down my own life and pick up the life that Jesus has for me. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. It's a it's like taking this gift that he gives you and using it for the rest of your life and not just throwing it away when you're done, <laughs> like some of the gifts that we'll get. Just one more gift. This, this is what happens after we fully received this love that God has for us, after we fully comprehend what it is he's calling us to do, when we, when we realize how much he's loved us, we, let me, let me just read this quote to you. This comes from a guy named Francis Chan. Some of you might know who he is. He's a pastor, author, teacher. We have experienced the greatest love in the universe. Can I get an Amen. Yeah, we, if we're a follower of Jesus, we know about the greatest love in the whole entire universe. Shouldn't that profound love flow out of us? And shouldn't that be enough to shock the world? Isn't that an incredible thought? Like, shouldn't that love that we have received not just be something we hold on to, that we share this gift with the rest of the world. And so here's the incredible thing. When Christ comes to live in, in us, he, he brings us not only eternal life, but he brings us gifts and abilities and, and things that he wants us to use. This day. Gifts that are specifically for you. So 
12 days in a row, my wife gives me a gift. Wives, pick up your game if you're not doing this, all right? Just saying. But here's the cool thing about these gifts is they're specifically for me. She thinks about them for me and for me to use them. And there, sometimes it's, it's things like a, she got me a little, uh, a little ornament that's a, it's a little toolbox. Because I've been getting kind of handy around the house, you know. Get, thank you, Google. All right, so... <laughs> Just been fixing some stuff, you know. And so she's like, she's proud of me. And she said, thank you for that. Um, and then uh, one day it was a Snickers because they really satisfy. And she knows I was going to go work out and I need a Snickers because I'll be hungry. And so it's a gift she thought about just for me. Do you know a gift means got it for them? It's picked out just for you. Do you know one of the benefits of knowing Christ and living for Christ is that he gives you gifts that he wants you to use to bless other people? That's a beautiful thing about this life that we get to live here on earth. He's got eternal life waiting for us. He's got a place prepared for us. It's going to be incredible. But until then, he gives us all these gifts to use. You know what, you know what I got this year more than anything else? Socks. Apparently, my, my other socks have lots of holes in them, and my wife knew that I needed socks. Your Jesus knows what it is that you need, and he wants to give it to you in order to give it away so that other people will experience his love here on earth. Do you hear what I'm saying? He doesn't give it to you for you to just hold on to it and keep it to yourself. He gives it to you to be a gift to someone else. Just like my boy Jacob is a gift. Right. Amen. 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 I think, um, think about Tony. Some of you, not everybody's going to get one of these, so just get over it, all right? I'm just right now. Because we just don't have enough. I'll give one to him because he asked for one. He is a gift to his parents, he's a gift to the world. Tony's a gift to me, Tony's gifted, and Tony uses his gifts to bless other people. I think this family, I'm gonna give one to the family, I'm gonna give one to this guy. Actually, you know what, I should put it on his head so it'll at least cover some of that up. He's a gift. This family started coming to our church, I've known her for a long time, they're a gift to me. Mike, Mike, make sure we have coffee every Sunday morning. He's a gift. This woman, she, she's the best dressed woman in the whole place. She's a gift to her husband. He needs her. <laughs> That's awesome. That's beautiful. All right. So this lady, she coaches with my daughter at West Platte. And I busted her chops one day and said she needs to come to church. She starts showing up to church. Yeah, you got to run from me. When you see me in public, just run the other way because I'm going to chase you down. you got to put it on. Come on, Mike, put it on. The Clousers, they took on working with young adults, millennials. God bless them, all right? They're a gift. Libby and Jay... Watching them love Jesus, such a gift. Right, you, get, you get my point here? 
Carrie is one of the best gift givers I've ever met. She's really good. Like, she gave me more coffee. I will have caffeine for the rest of the year, 2019. I did this couple's wedding. It was colder than it is in here right now at their wedding. <laughs> there you gift. Gene and Alice. Yeah, he gave it to his wife. He knows what he's doing. Gene and Alice have been a part of my life since I was a young youth pastor, and they have walked with me through uh, thick and thin. And then there's Roy, who teaches the Bible study on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. If you haven't come to that yet, you need to get up a little earlier and come. And then there's Vicki and Trevor. They are a gift. Vicki uh, uses her talent and her gifts to, um, to bless us. And then I got one more. I'm going to pick on Naomi. 1997, we took students to youth camp, eight girls and one boy. And this lady was my female sponsor at the youth camp. She was a gift then, and she's a gift today. Now, reality is, is all of you, whoops, whoop, look at, all of you should get one of these because if you know Christ, you are a gift to the world. And it doesn't do any good to keep the gifts to yourself. Matter of fact, I really believe that the key to living a victorious and love-filled life here on earth is to discover first that you are loved by God, the one who was willing to send his son for you, and then you were gifted by God to let other people experience that love. And unless you're doing that, nothing you receive under the tree will ever fulfill those needs that you have. Nothing will ever fill the void that you have in your life until you discover that. The very first part of our mission statement in our church that says we are a Christ-centered community that creates space for all people to experience the compassionate love of the Father. That's our heart's desire. And we try to do everything we can to help people experience that love. Because I think once you experience it, then you are compelled to welcome other people in to that experience too. So the worship team's gonna come, we'll sing one more song. And so maybe this morning you need to come and offer yourself as a gift back to the Lord. Maybe you haven't done that yet. And you say, you know what, I need to do that. I need to give my heart to Jesus. I've been kind of playing around with it. I've been scared. Like maybe you think, oh, you know what, i got to get my stuff together before God would love me. Don't do that because you'll never get it together. He'll take you just as you are. That's the good thing about God. He doesn't, he doesn't care what the gift looks like. He just wants it. And he wants you to come. And then maybe you just say, you know, I just... I want God to use me. I have gifts and I want God to use me and so I want to just come and lay myself before him and say, God, use me however you want to. Offer yourself as a living sacrifice to the Lord. 
So however God's moving in your heart today, it's your opportunity to respond. Um, pretend like there's this big, beautiful Christmas tree and you're just going to lay yourself underneath it <laughs> as a gift back to the Lord. Let's pray. Thank you so much for sending your son at just the right time and just the right place and just the right person to be just the right gift for all mankind. Help us be overwhelmed by your love this Christmas season. Help us not to take it for granted. Help us to be amazed again about how you not only want to love us and save us, but you want to use us to love and save others. So come, Lord Jesus. We prepare a place for you inside of our hearts. So come and live in us and love through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. We hope it leaves you encouraged. If you need more information about the church or need to talk to someone about prayer or faith in Jesus, please visit our website, thecallingcommunitychurch.com and fill out the contact form. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a blessed day.